0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 93 of Same D Towers Bruise and Builds. <sighs> I'm Mr. Comber number five and my fellow host has been seeing a Johnny the Wise counselor to assist with his inner NASCAR fandom, Big Tuck.
1: So you yell at me about dunking on <laughs> oob about everything that's happening in Joplin, but this NASCAR thing doesn't die. And I'll have you know that this young lady I'm going on a date with on Wednesday has been to the museum not once, not twice, but thrice times. So there you have it. Um,
0: Is that where your guys' first date's taking
1: place? No, but I'm, I'm for continued. sure. I think I just scared her off. Off with some like deep cut podcast stuff uh okay so first off uh, hello soldiers and kitty cats uh should be pretty straightforward there so quick updates here because i have a lot to get into about you number one uh i am, i do have my <laughs> i do have my first scheduled date uh in the last year on Wednesday potentially. So I'm looking forward to that. She is a NASCAR fan and moved here from Iowa, so I can't escape the Midwest no hard no 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 matter how hard I try. I also did finally meet my hot next-door neighbor. Her name is Jess, and I also did one of these rig and rolls where I was like Hey, uh, I'm sorry. I have a loud voice. If you, if it's ever too loud, just like, give me a knock or whatever. And she was like, well, what do you do? And I was like, well, nothing really, but I also do a podcast on Thursdays. So like, that's probably why she's like, Oh, that makes sense. And I said, so you heard me. And she's like, well, not really. I was leaving to go out. I heard I heard I could hear you from the elevator. So pretty much if the, these walls are good, but if she's outside of her door or I'm outside of mine, like as soon as she get past the door, she heard me so anyway, so she's going to her job. And um, she's going to the elevator, and she said, "You have a voice." I was like, "Yes, I know. It sounds like the devil on a megaphone." Um, but she was like, "I heard you talking to yourself for probably ten minutes while I was waiting for the elevator," and I was <laughs> oh very, I was very confused. I was like, "Well, I do this podcast." She's like. Uh, Like many, any attractive girl ever says, Oh, really? That's cool. What do you do podcast? And my immediate response is it is not cool. And we need to end this conversation right now before I embarrass myself and you get scared. So that's my big update, uh, living life out here in CLT, Mr. Combo. I'm, I might've been in the tank when you talked about us last week, but you finally decided to go to a practiced man and you've
0: joined our friend Lowry and you have the gout. How do you feel? Uh, don't feel great. Uh, it's, it's never good when it gets confirmed, because then because it, once it's confirmed, you can't deny it. Before it, you can deny it all day long. <laughs> right. uh, you know, it's like aliens. Ah, I don't believe aliens are <sighs> here. And then once they show up at your front door, it's like, well, son of a bitch, aliens. Well, I guess. <laughs> you, you, aliens. You, yeah, you got me. <laughs> so yeah, it just. Sorry if this is on repeat, guys. You could fast forward uh, into one minute, 13 seconds into the future. Don't know if that's accurate, but let's go. Like uh, it. Last, so it would have been, when, by the time this episode comes out, two or three Sundays ago, got down with 40 Life at a Dash IRL, uh, was hanging out with the fiance, uh, wanted to go to bed at a decent time and not stay up to the crack of dawn. So went ahead and did took some of my sleeping meds. Uh, I take this stuff called sleepnia. If you guys have trouble sleeping, go get it. It's at Walgreens. It's like oh. 30 bucks for the bottle. It lasts you a month. You're basically, it's a dollar a day. Sure. Uh, the stuff will just push you out. Really? So when saying all of that, oh yeah, it's amazing. 11.45 um, PM, remember this vividly. I wake up, my foot is throbbing so much I cannot sleep. So I try, I toss and tumble, finally get out of bed, go take some ibuprofen, sit on the couch, keep the foot elevated, throw some ice on there. It got so bad that at about 3 a.m., the pain was making me nauseous and I was about to throw up. Oh my God. (laughs) So I uh, actually got up, went to my work office, sent a work email at 3.30 in the morning, not gonna be in this morning, cancel my calls. Can't can't make Uh, it. And so I went to the urgent care clinic, got there about eight thirty nine nine o'clock. Uh, I didn't leave until one or 1.30 in the afternoon. I waited that long, uh, but they ran to blood work and he was like, yeah, I think it's gout. So I'm gonna prescribe you some stuff, it should help out. And I'll give you results in a day. Uh, results came back, it was gout. It has to do with my uric acid level was an eight, which he says, you know, typically healthy men are around a four. And so, uh, basically, what I have to do is, you know, Lowry and uh, Adam over at the Commander Smiths, they went the limited drinking or no drinking route. They may have done some <laughs> lifestyle choices as well. I went the lifestyle choices route instead of the no drinking <laughs> so route. I can't so I like canceled drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, basically, I just have to have red meat incredibly sparingly. Uh, moderate e- eats of chicken and some fish. Basically what I've kind of seen is you have to cut out like more your fatty foods, even if it's okay. healthy fat <clears throat> peanut butter is not even that like great for you. Um, and so it's a lot of fruits, vegetables, uh, whole grains, light chicken. Um, and I have to drink two cups of coffee a day, apparently. That's so what, I'm doing that's that. A,
1: I remember you sending that out. What? So the fatty thing, side note, I've been watching Alone. Have you heard of the show? Uh, I've seen Home Alone. Okay, it's it's like that, but instead of in a nice suburban house in the suburbs, they are in like the Arctic and they only have 10 items to to survive with. So I'll make this quick. In one episode, a guy caught a moose. He like shot it and killed it, right? So he had hundreds of pounds of meat, but he still starved himself to death because he wasn't getting enough fat. So as soon as he figured out how huh. to catch fish, which would be less healthy and less calorie dense than the moose,
0: it like solved it for him because fish, like you said, are healthier, but they have like more fat content to them, yeah. right? Interesting. So wait, is this a reality show or fake? It's reality. It's insane. I highly so recommend guy it to actually anyone. Actually, died. No, he didn't, no, he didn't
1: die. They like, they have uh, crews that come pull them out. So like, for example, in this, in this, I was like, there's dude, 10 people. I do what kind of Russian TV you're watching, but <laughs> good God. Then, so there's like, they have medical checks. So like, for example, in this one, three of the last five people that survived all got boosted out because they lost too much body fat. And they're like, your heart is gonna collapse if you stay out here any longer. It's like a medical risk. But anyways, the point being is that like, even though he was eating meat, he wasn't getting fat content, which makes sense as to why they say like even things like you say are healthy like fish and whatnot are unlimited, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. So um, you know that that's been the change. I thought it was gonna suck. Honestly, the hardest thing has been snacking. You can't really snack when you're on this diet. But um, you know, I've found this breakfast meal, and I'll explain it real quick, and we'll kind of go throughout the episode. Uh, basically, I rice, carrots, and broccoli. Okay. And I take a skillet, do a little bit of olive oil, uh, a little bit of red onions, chopped serrano peppers and garlic, uh, saute it for a minute till it's fragrant. And then you take a half a cup, three quarters cup of chicken, cooked chicken sausage, toss it in, stir it up, get it heated about a minute, minute and a half. Then you take uh, an egg, crack an egg in, scramble it up with all the things, minute, minute and a half. And then you take a cup and a half, of the uh, rice yeah. veggie mixture, throw it in, stir it around, get get it, you know, heated up, cooked through is how you like. And then you actually take this sweet uh, soy sauce, uh, take a, just a little bit of it, mix it up, and it becomes, becomes like this fried rice mixture for breakfast. Oh, sure. Put it in a pot, and then you actually just do one last cracked fried egg, uh, sunny side up, slide it on, and it's incredibly it's, filling. It, it sounds really good. good. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I've been very shocked. A lot of the recipes are very yummy. It's just more when you go out, it's just you yeah, you yeah. have to eat. You have to eat significantly less. Like I went to a jazz place last night uh, with a good friend from high school, and I got the you know blackened chicken pasta, which is just everything I'm not supposed <laughs> to have, but. Eat eat half the portion instead of the full portion. And it's like you're still doing it in moderation. So I'm not going to tell myself I can't do anything. It's just, uh, you know, I can't have a burger three days in a row. Right. It's how I get a burger once and then I got to wait a week till I can do my next thing. And
1: I I know you don't like
0: coffee. So how's that transition been? Because I drink coffee like water. Oh, my God. It's absolutely terrible. I got a Keurig. It's right by my desk. And the best I could do is I found flavored coffees off Amazon. And so I'm doing that with like a little bit of milk. Uh, but if I just learned that I, I I brew it, I let it sit for about five to ten minutes till it gets warm, and then I just chug it. Ah. So if you want the life hack, and I recommend this to anyone, my mother, in
1: her infinite wisdom, got me a bunch of shit to, right before I moved. So great. Thank you, Mom. Um, but one <laughs> thing she got me was this thing to make, like, cold brew coffee. It's this big container that you put the grounds into and in water and then seal it. And it's cold and it's more potent, so you would only need, like a glass and the and the thing I think you would like about it too is like you don't have to wait for it to cool. It's just already cold. So you can just like pour your glass, put your almond milk in and then just down the hatches, right? So, anyway, something to some look into. This is not Coffee Cast, although that was one of Mr. Combo's original ideas. Ironically, we went with beer, which he also doesn't like. And also, his idea was coffee, which he also doesn't like. Let's keep going.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning into the episode. And as always, with this Mandalift commentary is Sweet McGee from Rich Cars Record Studio. Well, I guess he's still recovering from having the Weatherlight Chopper 5 blown up <laughs> earlier this week by the Clyptolith right Army. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so if you guys wanna know more ways to support CMD Tower, possibly by Squee, a new transportation vehicle and all the content we put out, head over to LoveOneGameShop.com. They're the ones that provide the monthly giveaways for you guys. They sell everything you need from a tabletop gaming perspective. Be sure to go show them some love because we all know you guys are doing orders uh, and it lets them know to continue to invest into these monthly giveaways. But if you would actually like to help put dollars in our pockets and actually the next project is to get Tux audio equipment fully upgraded, head Woo! over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels and guys, we have just been adding in benefits over the last like sixty days. So if you're not a patron, you're missing out. Like one of them is on the five dollar and up tiers. Uh, you'll be getting free RK post exclusive Patreon tokens every three months, and they'll be done at random. Could be black and white. It could be the kind of colored. It could be full colored. Could be the big ones, the small ones. It just kind of depends. I could tell you the first batch that we'll be doing will be coming out in two months because we've only been doing it for a month. And we're gonna do it every three months um you'll be getting at minimum a jack skellington zombie token and Ooh, this cool nice. shark-looking thing. It looks like it's maybe from Pokemon for the shark token off the Sharknado enchantment. Um, and then I just saw today, it's going to be an exclusive arcade post art of this night that's going to be done. So very, very cool stuff. Um, also on top of that, you get entered in for deck therapy, whether you're on the dollar one all the way up to the 25. And if you're a part of any of our things, as you guys know, Tuck and I, when we do solo episodes, we do do voiceover work for the characters. So we'll be randomly selecting one of you guys each week uh, for and Builds to be able to uh, help us with the voices. And today, patron Lavender helped us out with the one voice we didn't already have a voice for. So thank you, Lavender. I cannot wait to do a southern bell. Ooh. And of course, if you guys can't help us out from a monthly perspective, but would like to still pick up the swag, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell everything on there. Please get it out of my basement. (laughs) Gag won't end. Y'all can't stop me. And, of course, the free ways to share the content you're watching or listening to, whether that be on YouTube or your podcast platform, because every little bit of interaction from The Collective does help. And every episode, Pink Royal, we really appreciate what you guys did for us forever ago. Um, <laughs> I wonder when the rights will expire.
1: Uh, I I think the band members have expired themselves so we might we might actually be past that (laughs) (laughs) I might be
0: if oh my god a redacted bit quotes if you will There we go. Uh, And then of course, uh, T Coats. He's our awesome video editor at underscore T Coats on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to YouTube. Uh, Apparently people love our YouTube videos. It's just, they're hard to find because people just don't know about them. So go out there, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We actually had just had someone comment a couple weeks ago that it was a crime that our channel only had 151 subs. I don't know what that means. Uh, That seems like a lot of people to me. It Uh, also might be a crime that we didn't get nominated this year, your days. You will incur my wrath. (laughs) And hey guys, this is a new month, which means a new giveaway from level one, but you have to stay till the end to find out what it was. So Brews of Bills is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path of 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us, and each month will be a new theme. We correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we break it down into four different categories. The first one is rampant, setting your board state. That's Gwane. And Gwane are the foundations of every beer. They include both base
1: malts and specialty malts, usually the 60 40 ratio, the cells of the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer, including this 9% Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA I'm currently drinking uh heavy on the grain profile there ladies and germs decks always needs ways to grow stabilize and rampant your bigger threats and just like a grain profile they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards
0: and i don't know if the collective picked up on it i did get tucked to say gwayne instead of green the first go around I, li- look, I, li- I listen i listen mr combo i'm here i'm trying to facilitate this bit uh, how does the board interact with everyone
1: else? We call that hops. Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in variety strains, help to single as categories like this Imperial IPA. My mouth is day. Our hop choices help clear and track crack the parts of your deck can do it at
0: what And then the next is, how does your deck actually close out or win games? Uh, which this deck? Uh, it's all right. Uh, we call
1: that yeast. We're just, oh boy. Yeast are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain, poop out alcohol CO 2 it adds the alcohol content in combination. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water, and without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game.
0: And then we have shenanigans. This could be pet card synergies. Maybe that one card. That could be the deck that are just kind of fun. We call that spice. I'm gonna be so upset. Like, it's such low
1: hanging fruit. Better beer has them but the spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from especially when it could be the salt that turns a hop, turns it could be the pepper that turns the salt into jalapeno stout, or the addition of extra hops that turn this into an Imperial IPA from New Belgium. <clears throat> Not every deck has a mimics. of pop, but if this does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to
0: cap it off, yes, it's back. It's the bottle capping. And Vic Texanize cuts and adds to the deck that'll be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands, which this deck could use. Uh, so without further ado, let's get brewing. Uh, this is- A uh, brand new month. New <laughs> mo- <clears throat> yeah, yeah, New month, new theme. And guys, you, you may be asking, what theme are we doing? Well, it's literally one of the most important not important. Well, it kind of is important, but one of the most popular themes in all of Commander. And I will pause and give you some Jeopardy music to think about it. Do, 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 do. All right, we're done. With well, I got one. All right. Uh, what about- is... Uh, oh, uh, Big Tuck. Thank you. Uh, what is Lasagna Tier? <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, I was actually hoping you were going to go with, like, some Sean Connery uh, Celebrity Jeopardy bit. Oh. That would have been perfect. What is... Uh, what is the pe- the penis mightier? I'll take ten of them. Yeah, what is hold the penis mightier? There's
1: got to be a magic one in there somewhere. I'll, I'll come to me. That'll be the end of the episode. What All is right. our... New... Theme this month, Mr. Combo? Uh, we're
0: talking tokens. Oh. I mean, even if you don't feel like you have a token deck, you have You kind of do, yeah. They're absolutely everywhere. Um, and so just like budget month, which was a little odd for me to kick off, I'm kicking off this month, which is odd because I do not consider myself a token player at all. I am just a anal retentive token player because I need to have the exact tokens that are supposed to be there on the battlefield. <laughs> None of this, well, they're both 3-3, three, three, so just go with it. No names matter. Or, or if you will, uh,
1: the the logical way of doing it with the infinitokens uh but that's a that's a yeah, sort you can't y- your handwriting's terrible that's I true mean, okay you <laughs> i know i meant to talk to you about this i understand that right but when i draw a dollar sign on a token it probably means it's a treasure i'm just saying there's there's ways there's ways that you can make it happen is my handwriting could be yes. gold
0: could be gold could be treasure <laughs> they both do different things i'm just saying Ah, uh, I'm, uh, so I'm gonna scream <laughs> Uh, So the deck we're talking about today is Sakashima and Prava's Token Family. It's just the Brady bunch over here. And yes, like I said, this is mine. And you guys might have heard about this on MTG Action 4 News probably a month, month and a half ago when we talked about Big Tuck's going away party. Because yes, guys, this is what Ultra Budget Brews calls... Binder, binder bullshit. bullshit. So, yes, we're talking binder bullshit. Um, the funny thing about this, Tuck, was trying to get some data, get some stats on it. Guess how many decks EDH Rec has with Prava and Sakashima of a Thousand Faces partnered together?
1: I'm gonna stop you right there and we need this is this is a we're gonna set a time bomb right now. Okay, so we're gonna We're gonna set a time bomb until we get to the bottle capping. Okay, so put this down I have it already have it on my notes This is going to be discussed. This is gonna be discussed again when we get to the bottle capping. So um, I will happily read one of them if you want to read the other
0: Okay, so it's so okay. You're saying you want to keep how many total decks are made a secret until the end. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is th- yes, exactly. This is going to be
1: we're, okay. we're setting a timer right now for our listeners right where it's like, it's gonna keep tick tick ticking, right from Watchmen, or I don't know, some like Bob Dylan song. Until we get to the end of the episode. So, one of your partner commanders is Prava of the Steel Legion. Two colors and a white for one four. Decent stats, I suppose. Legendary creature, a baby cat, soldier. Uh, As long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control get plus one plus four. And then three colors and a white, create a one one soldier creature token. The foil is 11 cents. But you do have a big old bomb for
0: your other commander. Yes, so this is Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, three colorless blue, uh, legendary creature, human rogue mythic 3-1 from Commander Legends. And it states you may have Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, ETB as a copy of another creature you control, except it is Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, uh, except it has Sakashima of a Thousand Faces other abilities. It also has, the legend rule doesn't apply to permanents you control, meaning that you can have multiple legendary permanents that are identical and you do not have to sacrifice them. And it also has partner coming in at a cool $27. And uh, my new friend uh,
1: up here, Chris, in two packs, ripped this and whole breacher from Commander Legends.
0: Yeah. so I thought was money back. I, look, I... But you, I mean, How about this? How about I talk about why I built this deck and then you can uh, have your, your mini seizure. So <laughs> basically I I was cleaning up the house. You know, We hadn't played in real life in a very long time. So I went from just me streaming with either you guys in the quarantine battlegrounds or on Mr. Bevers or MTG Lexicon's channel to having like 12 to 20 people at my place of residence wanting to play magic. So I was sorting a bunch of cards and I was like, you know what? You know how you sort less cards? You build the deck out of all the stuff that you have. Yes, sir. So um, I actually forgot that I ripped Sakashima. I was going through all my legends, trying to fit them into my legend binder. And I was like, oh, Sakashima partner. It could be partner with anything. Well, let me find another partner commander and i'll just build the deck with sakashima and that and so i went through a bunch of them and honestly a bunch of them were super boring and it's like i could have gone with like the og partners but yeah even that didn't really seem that kind of fun and then i saw prava and i was like okay this commander's not good <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if all my tokens got plus two plus eight Yes, it would, and that's why we decided to build <laughs> Azorius tokens. And, that, and that's it. Uh, uh, I also, just for
1: frame of reference, we already talked about Azorius tokens on this year's podcast with my Temet deck.
0: So I was really out like all. And this one's just infinitely better.
1: I agree, right? Like it's got a lot more juice to it. Um, and I have a lot to say about this, but I can, I, I have to wait. So um, I have not seen this deck in person, which is upsetting, but let's go through the formalities. Um, your curve for a deck that you put together, I would assume blind is actually pretty good, right?
0: Like you're kind of, you're kind of there. I do have a point on that though. Did you notice how my lands are done? Uh how they're all separated by the foil of what they are? <laughs> no. Oh that uh I show 27 lands. But in reality You have 31. Had, <laughs> but in reality I actually have 35. Aha, oh. uh-huh. yes. Okay, we're gonna we'll, hey. We'll get, we'll, we'll, get in, we'll, get
1: into, we'll get into that. We'll get
0: into that. And, and mad respect, so Mr. Combo, on that. Yes. So, so, so when you actually take those four or five cards and count them as the lands that they are, the curve is actually, I think, 3-5 or 3-4. So oh, okay, it's gotcha. actually yeah. not that bad uh, from a 3-8 to that. Uh, because we talked about it during budget month, this deck is not budget uh, because it has 46 mythic rares and rares. Uh <laughs> Meta distribution. Uh, I did pretty good and I didn't count yeah. I just kind of put it together based on feelings. I'm only off on white pips by a little bit. And what's uh, this deck coming in at price wise? 500
1: ish. Yeah. All right. But I, I would say there's at least $200 of cards that don't necessarily need to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
0: Um, all right. Well, um, I think that's it. I mean, from a stats perspective, should we just get into this bad boy? Oh, hold on. When you guys are on Tapped Out, clearly the best deck building website ever. You guys have to go to the bottom right corner and look at the tokens. Even though Tapped Out misses a lot of tokens, (laughs) there's a billion that this deck makes. So this deck individually, from what Tapped Out can find, makes 27 distinct tokens. Woo, that's quite a few tokens. I
1: I think the other thing to look at is you have not categorized any of your decks into folders, which makes
0: me question your sanity because that's the only way I can find them. Oh yeah, no, I don't use folders at all. I didn't even know there were folders. (laughs) Oh boy, this, we, gotta, we gotta keep going, there's too much to talk about, we gotta keep going. <laughs> Alright, let's start off with the Ramp Grain section, and I'll kick this off being my deck. It's a card that I got in Super Bulk in Zendikar Rising everywhere. And the funny thing is I got tons of the alternate copies that I think were the Collector Booster ones. It features some kitty cats, it makes some kitty cats, but Azorius isn't the best at Landfall. But I think Felidar Retreat is still a good fit in the deck. Agreed. So three colorless white, enchantment uh, rare, and this is the alternate art copy for $1.50, breaking the bank. Uh, And there are some little baby cats. (laughs) uh, Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Create a 2-2 white cat beast creature token, which is what you're probably gonna do nine times out of 10. But there is another one that isn't bad. Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. These creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. I mean, just for playing the game and yeah. either making tokens that I want and that would essentially be, what, a three, six, mm-hmm. or giving all my stuff vigilance, swing in, and then have them for blockers, it's not bad. Four mana is a little costly for this effect, considering I could play it, play a land, get my 2-2 cat, and then someone blows it up. But I think it's, I think it's not as threatening as like a doubling season would be in a token deck so I think it might fly under the radar.
1: I I agree and I think that's why like for a token deck you don't have a lot of token producers in this in
0: this deck which what do you will, mean i could make 27 different tokens that means i have I know, 27 token producers i count i count
1: them up as well but it, like they're all like kind of some are a little sweaty some are a little slimy but i think this is, I, I agree with you that this is a great card in here because it does that double duty right like worst case here's the worst case scenario right like you play this turn four, next turn you play a land, you get a 2-2, two, two, and then it gets, it gets removed, right? So I think if you played a card where it said four mana, create a 2-2, two, two, and then this card gets removed from the game and eats up a removal, it's probably not terrible. But I think the upside, yeah. I, I think the upside of this card is really, good. It, like you said, where it's like... You generate your tokens, and then eventually this turns into Smash face So I I, I think Feldar yep. Retreat is actually a phenomenal card, and oh. for the money, <laughs> I, I always I thought this card going to be five dollars, and for the for the cash that goes into it, piles of value. even If you only have thirty two lands in the deck,
0: which we will I guess never talk about, I have thirty five lands. Oh in the deck. yes, oh that's yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I'll say, guys, because, you know, obviously the way that we do deck building at Bruising at Builds and CMD Tower, it's a little bit different than everyone else. So, you know, cards can some days be a grain in one deck and a hops in another. This deck, my consistent token producers, other than big flashy finishers, I consider a grain. Uh, because okay. this deck, yeah. you really, in the early game, it's hard to ramp in these colors to begin with. So it's like, I need to get as many little tokens as I can because ideally I'd love to cast Prava and Sakashima on the same turn. And then I'm swinging in and they're all getting a plus two power buff, but then the plus eight butt. So they probably aren't gonna die. So that is a big reason why I felt our retreats here and not maybe in the hop section, yeah. like some people would think.
1: Agreed. Big
0: Tuck, what is your first green card? I'm about to cackle about
1: this one, you bish. And we talked about this at I think. So uh, I'm assuming I'm clear on this. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cackling counterpart, I think, is is a mainstay in any token deck or any deck that cares about tokens. Colossus and blue blue for an instant, which I think is critical um, as why this card is so good. Put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of a target creature you control. Then it's flashback for five colossus and two blue. You may cast this card from your graveyard for its flashback card, then then exile it. So the there's kind of like two ways you want to look at token decks, right? Like one is I'm creating I'm creating mass tokens. Two, well, there's three. Two, I'm creating tokens of your best stuff. And three, I'm creating tokens of like individual big things, right? And to me, I think cackling counterpart kind of fits every single one of those, right? Worst case scenario, if you need a blocker, this is a two-two cat from Philadelphia Sovereign, right? Best case scenario, this is your best creature that you have on the board because there's not a lot of legendary creatures on here. And even when you have your commander out, it doesn't even matter. Right. So I mean, actually, best case scenario, this is the third copy of, <laughs> of Brava. Second copy. Well, what- oh, third copy of Brava. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Like, how box is that? So I think yeah. the reason why this is so good is because it is at that instant speed and you were you're playing this deck to where you're copying your own tokens right so let it run and you get to do it twice not a whole lot to argue about here
0: yeah I think the only thing I wish it did and if it did it you'd probably have to add on to mana is I wish just put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of a creature yeah for sure uh because I mean how great would it be to make a copy of Reese yeah I did it it's <laughs> not, He's not here
1: but somebody has to. I, yeah, I agree, uh, I agree with that. But, like, if you're looking at how it's, quote, unquote, fair costed, pretty good for
0: whatever you have, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it is one that I was considering as I was doing my sorting to cut, to be honest. Because it was, like, three mana, for Because I really don't have that many, like, sexy Bomb, creatures. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, like, a couple that are... Neat. Like there's one in the the hop section that begins with an E mm-hmm. uh, that would be real gross making multiple copies of, if I do say so myself. Uh, but, you know, I think Cackling Counterpart, fine card, worth trying. And But I think it's probably one of those that's probably on the cutting block after 10, 15 plays. Because if you just never <laughs> have anything worth doing, it's like, okay, do I want to have this in here to make another Sakashima? Or do I just want to <laughs> swap it for I th- XYZ? I, I, I thought you were going to say it's on the cutting block after 10 or 15 other cuts in the deck. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> All right. Well, the next card, uh, it's a modal card, but I have it in here because it makes a token <gasps> and it draws me a card. Uh, or I guess I should say it loots. Kazmina Enigmatic Mentor, I think, is a very underrated card for a token deck. So three- Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Legendary Planeswalker Kismina. It's an uncommon from War of the Spark. Coming in at a cool double dimes. Uh, (laughs) Comes in with five loyalty. It has an activated ability of minus two loyalty. So on on card, you can activate it twice. Create a two-two blue wizard creature token, draw a card, then discard a card that's the reason i have it in the grain section because it's really it's making me a token and i'm going through my deck and that's more important than the static effect but the static effect should not be overlooked spells your opponent's cast that target a creature or planeswalker you control cost two more to cast so it's basically giving you ward two on all of your stuff Uh, but the minus two is really why this is here. Cause I will pay for mana to make me a two, two token and draw a card and discard a card.
1: Um, you hit the nail on the head. I think I don't understand why people don't play this card. It seems like it's got insane value. No, one's ever going to attack this card as a planeswalker, right? Like they'd much happily attack you with whatever they had building tokens, building blockers. Like we talk a lot about how planeswalkers are good when they have like one ability that's good, one that protects itself and one that wins the game. Well, I mean, this has two of those where it protects itself and it protects your creatures and draws you a card. Seems yeah. pretty good for four. Idiots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and in this deck, it's weird. Normally in decks that I build, I really don't want my stuff going to the graveyard unless it's a graveyard deck. This deck I really don't care about because it is a bunch of binder bullshit. And it's like, all right, whatever. I got rid of this thing that could have made me one, three, four flyer once. Sure, I'll pitch it. There's let's a, like move there's on to no important things. And actually, like that's a good point where it's like your graveyard doesn't matter because
1: you don't need anything out of it, right? So go ahead. Yeah. Like everything I have oh, is man, on the I board go. and library. Yeah, that's it's in your. Let's put that put that in your feelings pocket because I think we're going to <laughs> be talking about that at a later point at some point. Well, there we go. All right, Tuck. What's your second grain? So I am a huge fan of these kind of cards because I love the mechanics that they drive. And it's, Shit. I guarantee you just had him with these lying around. And we might have talked about it in the deck that you gave me that cost me $200. And on top of it, looks like Godfather is having a great time with his friends. Uh, but he might, he might be let down with a curse of vivosity. I just realized he doesn't f- Care, but whatever. Two colors and a blue. (laughs) (laughs) Enchantment or a curse. Enchant player. Whenever enchanted player is attacked, draw a card. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. Uh, Let's take it to the wheel here. And we got some new ones. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, good. Good, good, good. What, Pikachu? No. Life chatter
1: beckons many an attentive ear. It's a ghoul, man. It's a be visit. The ghoul? Yeah, it's an a What a, like? What the hell else do you say that? <laughs> so, anyways, um, the, the curses have a very weird like bucket to be in. I like a lot of them, and this is one that I like the most because it's harmless. It benefits both people. And what what do people care about more in magic than drawing cards? So for me very low floor. It doesn't make you a target, especially when you're just like running out one, one tokens left, right and center. Um, hey, now they're important. <laughs> so that's so that's why I like to see this. Like, I think this is a deck that people get wary about playing because they're not playing enchantress. They're not playing curses whatever. Run your decks if you want a cheap risk risk study varietal.
0: Yeah, I, I like it for this deck in particular. Because people are generally scared of token decks because they can just explode out of nowhere. Right? right. And so I'm not looking for a whole lot of real threatening things to put on the board. And uh, mm. I, I, but I need to be able to draw cards as efficiently as quickly as possible. So I like this curse because it doesn't even say whenever enchanted player takes combat damage, it's like, right. hey, Thank you. I'm going to swing at you, so I get to draw a card. You can block because you got a two two, and my thing's a one one, and it's like, okay, no, she's exactly, of, yeah, nope, okay, boom, let's just bounce off and. It's just a card draw. It's not a piece of gold that they could use to get them to a bigger spell. It's not a 2-2-tap two, two zombie. It doesn't untap all their lands. Yep. Like it is the most harmless one out of I mean, I guess you could argue the 2-2 zombie is the most harmless one. But I would say this is probably the most well, what's the white one? Uh gain two life or some bullshit. <laughs> okay, so that's matter. the most harmless yeah. one. <laughs> and then this one's the second most harmless. Um, You know, granted, no one's going to want you drawing cards. But I, like I said, like people are going to fear the tokens. Right. I think it's more I'm fearing the attacks. I'm not really worried about you getting cards in hand because you can't even ramp up or play your stuff incredibly quick. And when I look at your commander, it's a very cool mythic and then a piece of trash uncommon. So it it, it definitely flies under the radar. And for what? Buck 70 you'll never feel bad about playing no, it. I, I completely agree. So on board, right, I'm here for it. What do you got last? My last one. No flavor text. Didn't do that on purpose, but it is a novel to read. It's specific to upkeep and white spells. Mm. And you could do it. Sacrifice effect once, but uh, I think I think if you do it right, it's real cool. Are we matched? Yeah, we are. I, I don't have anything to All shake, right. so. <laughs> All doing? right. How about this? Yeah! <laughs> Three, two, one. Shrine the loyal, loyal legions. legions uh two colorless artifact it's an uncommon from new phyrexia coming in at 12 cents and yes i did get this in my squeeze crack pack video uh that i don't know if he ever finished maybe he did uh i know he did my prophecy one but this was part for the booster box league so uh what i'm gonna do is i'll read the first part and then big tuck you read the activated ability done So it has a static effect of at the beginning of your upkeep or whenever you cast a white spell, put a charge counter on Shrine of Loyal Legions. And then it says three colorless and tap it. Sacrifice Shrine of Loyal
1: Legions. Put a one one colorless mirror artifact creature token onto the battlefield for each charge counter on Shrine of Loyal Legions.
0: So the thing I like about this card And the reason it's a grain is not a single damn person is going to target this unless it gets to 17 or 18 (laughs) or 20. (laughs) And if it gets that big, you've probably saved up three mana to save it from some sort of blow up thing. So Cross right. and Grips the only way that that thing's dying. Um, but, you know, it's something that a lot of people will be like, oh, man, it's at nine. you going to do anything about it? And it's like, I don't know. You got sort of Feast and Famine out there. Like, right. I'm going <clears> to <throat> deal with that before the Shrine of Loyal Legions. It'll just fly under the radar so long. And then when you do pop it, it this could be a yeast card if I had a way to give my stuff like haste consistently yeah. or at all. <clears throat> uh, but the fact that I could just for three mana have 21 ones. Seems really good.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, for everything said. And also this decks like CMC skews to white. So I think it's like one of those cards where it's like. When people see it, they think that people are including it because they have some sort of gimmick with it, right? Like all the all the shrines are kind of in the same scope where it's like it's like burn someone or discard cards or whatever. Um, Whereas this one, though, it's just like. All right, well, he casts commander upkeep 2, it's 2-1-1 two one one mirrors um, alright, like oh he casts, yeah. you know, whatever whatever the case may be, so I, I think that why, in the, I think this deck one of this deck's strengths of it having an ability that we'll talk to in the bottle capping is that no one has any idea what's going on so something like this is going to be a powerhouse <laughs> card but in reality is just like innocuous to everyone else there so yes i yep. I, I i'm right i'm
0: right on board with you great pick a lot of fun with this one by the way why don't i see this run with mere battle sphere like ever uh, I think most you would tap the 20 mirrors and just blast someone 20. Well, to the, the what I
1: think the I think the stipulation is the white spell that's on it, right? Mirror battle mm. mirror battle is usually run in like mono red reddies or like Azorius, like and I guess Brea, there's other better cards you'd rather do, yeah. Probably, I I don't, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I just think that there's, like, you said, probably better cards that can do it.
0: All right, well that was our last one and now we're gonna head over to the hot profile and big tuck what's your first
1: one you wanted to put
0: like one thing i like about doing this
1: with mr combo is like i know his bizarro ch- his bizarro like card choices and like what he chooses to buy <laughs> and how he chooses to shore them in the deck and every once in a while every once in a while, like I sometimes a lot of it's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I don't know, I just got it. Cool. Uh, every once in a while, he gets like this bizarro sub win and I think this one that he got in the bird secret lair. <laughs> what? That you chose to buy? I, wait, is this, are we together or no? Oh yeah, oh, we <laughs> how are. Of course <laughs> I had to talk about this.
0: <laughs> Alright. Alright. Three, Three, two, two, one, one. Duff (laughs) Scape. Scape. It's (laughs) so- Tuck can't breathe. It's so- so Read the cards. (laughs) It's great. Uh, Three colorless, uh, hybrid Azorius, hybrid Azorius, hybrid Azorius. So pay it however you want. It's an enchantment, (laughs) and this is from the bird secret lair, coming in at a cool $2. Whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, counter that spell. That player creates x one one white <laughs> blue bird creature tokens with flying, where x is the spell's converted mana cost. I mean, look, Tuck, uh, have you recovered from your breathing uh, incident? Uh,
1: I I don't know, man. Like I I'm kind of like torn up. I'm torn up between thinking that this is insanity or this is the best card in the deck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, so here, you got to think about it. Uh, what do token decks hate? Non-creature spells. Right. It's, gonna be the disc. Sure. it's going to be the uh, artifact, nev's discs. It's going to be your enchantments, like your pyrohemias, your board wipes, your bounce spells. This shuts it all down. And we all get birds for it. So it's how can you be mad? Uh, now, I will say that if I want to win the game, I'm going to need my key enchantments and artifacts already on the battlefield so then that way i can kind of keep doing my deal because i don't have enough big splashy uh non-creature spells that it's like oh yeah i'm fine pitching this thing for eight to get eight one one white birds because at the end of the day they're still one ones now granted Prava can turn them into two fives and then go on over to sakashima to go ahead and turn them into three nines um and that could do something and they are flying but everyone else is getting flyers as well so uh, it's a very cute card it's a very hoppy card <laughs> and the only reason it didn't go into spice is because it does actually create tokens and they are useful tokens so i i agree with all that and i think the reason why i think it's
1: like this bizarro weird best card is because there's some cards in here where it's like would you rather cast Cackling Counterpart on a target of something, or would you rather cast Cackling Counterpart and get three bird tokens to fuel everything else that you already have? Right, like that's a, that's true. That, like that's a that's a bizarre part of it. It's like this card is so like we talked we've talked. A, don't laugh! Don't laugh! It's true. Like we've talked a lot about how like stages of the game are so important right and that, that's why i think yeah. this card is like so slimy where it's like early game you have nothing you're shutting down everyone else right late game you have everything this is your best card in your deck because every single thing is going to fuel into that right so yeah I, I think dovescape i think a normal person would take a lot of care into what deck they put Dovescape into i'm guessing you just had it lying around and thought it was cute But that being said, it's still, it's still a really good card in the deck. So I I I have to give credit for credit's for
0: Well, I think you'll have to give credit even more because my next card, I literally just realized is kind of a win con with Dovescape. So uh, it deals with ETB's creatures. And when they happen on my side, positive things. When it happens to my opponents, it's a negative. So Suture Priest. Is a very good. Oh my! Oh my god! For, my <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a colorless white, uh, I also got this at that same pack um, with my new Phyrexia stuff for the Boxing League. It's a one-one for a $1. dollar fifty. Creature cleric. Whenever another creature ETBs under my control, I gain a life. So that's initially why I had it in here is, you know what, I can gain life because people are gonna be pinging me down. And in theory, I should be hopefully making three to five tokens a turn. Um, you know, that's the goal. And so, you know, three to five life, that's nothing to sneeze at. Right. And then the second ability was just supposed to really deter my opponents until I remembered what Duffscape did. <laughs> uh, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you may have that player lose one life. Up. Oh, you want to cast like 15 mana worth of spells Could you get 15 birds drain you for 15 (laughs) you son of a bitch get out of here with that
1: i this was one that's kind of on the chopping block for me it's not um for the exact same reason i think you i think that this card is very good in a token deck because you're going to be generating them but i'm still like tossed up into how many tokens you're actually going to be generated again in time so, you know,
0: I, I think Yeah, Suchi- but I mean think about this. Before you moved, it seemed like every time you sat at a pod, someone's doing a token. Yeah, match, that's true. Yeah. Whether it's you know, it doesn't even matter if they're super useful, it could just even be zero one plant. Someone's making probably 15-20 tokens throughout the course of a game.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. And like I think I think Suture Priest, like when you're generating tokens, the cost is so low. If this costs four, yeah. no chance, right? But the fact that it's two sure. and affects both ways. I saw inclusion. I just—it's kind of like a—it's like a meat and potatoes one, you know what I
0: mean? But the Duffscape thing is hilarious. That
1: right? I agree. No, that I 100% agree with.
0: That's fucking incredible, <laughs> and I hope to see it. <laughs> all right, Tuck. Well, what is your second top? So I want. This is a a weird cycle that
1: some of them are really good, and other ones are really bad, and then other ones are also sneaky good, but they're all very loyal. And I think Loyal Unicorn is a weird, sneaky, good one. So three colors and a white for a three, four Vigilance Creature Unicorn. Could have been a horse, but here we are. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of your uh, combat your turn, if you control your commander, Zuh, prevent all combat damage that will be dealt to creatures you control on your turn. Other creatures you control gain Vigilance until end of turn. So for me, the way I look at this is like
0: the reason it's not a horse is because then it would be almost unbeatable with that uh, other horse that you know that Pegasus and five, five horses the one other yeah. horse i just i had this conversation with Tice. drink but it would like make like, this indestructible and then the other things going to be preventing all combat damage it's like almost impossible to get rid of
1: no you just killed the Crescent sunmare the crusader sunmare doesn't have indestructible it's so easy to get rid of
0: but yeah, but then this thing is going to prevent all combat damage, and that's you know a lot of times the way that people get rid of stuff is like I'm going to try to block it in combat, and then if you board wipe the loyal unicorn lives, and so now that's still another thing that could prevent a shit ton of damage, Mr. Combo. I, I don't. I'm just saying I don't disagree with
1: you. Right? That is a that is a mythic card that's not legendary that very few people run in combat decks. So I'm not. I had this exact same conversation with Tyson. Like what with all that we don't need to get into it okay so okay, okay thank you loyal unicorn um i think the reason why this is really good and why people don't realize how good this is is because the vigilance is humongous like you said even though they have the two the plus two plus four and did not get it only on your turn that's amazing right then you kind of leave yourself open if you're swinging out with a bunch of things so for three for four mana not only are you getting Pseudo indestructible, you're also getting pseudo vigilance. So, all your tokens that you had mm-hmm. to swing out with now can be blocking for whatever people are coming in, like Eldrazi's or horrible beasts of the
0: nine wilds. And you didn't even hit on the biggest part to me with this card. Uh, Any of these Lieutenant cards, when you have two Commanders, makes it very, very easy to be able to always get that Lieutenant, because that's the one drawback to Lieutenant with a single Commander, is like, oh, that effect is phenomenal, but I have to make sure my Commander's on the battlefield, and that's one card, and it may cost four extra command tax this next time, or six by the time I get to that. Well, with Sakashima and Prava, and I'll tell you this, everyone kills Sakashima, no one There's kills Prava. Prava, which doesn't make any sense to me, <laughs> because Sakashima doesn't do shit without Prava. And, so, and uh, the, I, I, I 100% agree, and
1: the fact that you have a three drop commander that is like you're effectively build around, also
0: tracks yeah. on Loyal Unicorn. Yeah, so that's the big thing on Loyal Unicorn that I really like is of the time, very much like the guardianship cards, I'm gonna get both effects. Yes, totally. All right. Well, my last one is a very meat and potatoes one, but it's okay, because I have Virtue. And it's gonna give me what Loyal Unicorn's gonna do, just half the effect. So Intangible Virtue is a very good card and surprisingly cheap considering everything it does. So a colorless and a white. It's an enchantment. Creature tokens you control get plus one, plus one and have vigilance. And it's coming in at about a dime. Yeah. Big Tuck. There is flavor text, though. Unfortunately, why don't you let me know who I'm going to be speaking? at?
1: spinning it up. Uh. Ah, here we are. Uh, Tavalis, a.k.a. Canoe Reeves, an easy one for you.
0: In life. There were a, a motley crew farmers lords cut purses priests in death they are united in a singular benevolent purpose
1: Well stallion <laughs> all right so real quick did you know that after before after keanu reeves made the a bunch of movies in the 90s and before he made the matrix he quit acting to go act in shakespeare plays in canada no
0: (laughs) yeah, that's phenomenal best thing i've heard all day uh Uh, the best thing the best card i've seen all day is intangible virtue though uh yeah well this card is absurd for token decks uh i I don't think we need to go a whole ton into it plus one plus one and vigilance Basically, it's making it even harder to kill my 1-1 or 2-2 tokens now, and I get to keep them for blockers. And I think the big thing for this deck in particular, because I have forgotten about it multiple times, (laughs) is that Prava's only on your turn. It's not during everyone else's turn. So usually when you have a big butt, it's like, okay, cool, like your wall deck, like I'm gonna be hitting you for a lot, but then I got big booties to kind of protect me on the crackback. You don't really have that with this because all you have are one, one. So right. at least this gives it that additional toughness that might make a difference. Because I will say people aren't very afraid of you when you're just hitting them for two with three creatures. Yeah, I six agree. damage. It's like, okay, whatever, but nine damage. Okay, we're getting close to 25% to my life total. That could add up. I agree.
1: I think we talked about this during your Gerard uh, build as well or gear red, gear red. Jared geared Yeah, um, if you're running white and you're not running this card and you're in tokens, you Moron. maybe want to go into Digimon or maybe, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do another quick one. Um, this is a giant shout out to our host last week undo inversion so six colorless white white for a sorcery slash land and it says destroy all noun land permanence so mr combo and then it flips and enters battlefield tapped and it can add a white so mr combo made a point earlier about how like the lands are skewed which i think is great and it's weird especially after uh with our previous guest tomer who's huge in these mfdc's if you will And I think that all the ones that you have in here are quite solid for the deck that you're in, right? Um, Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. I think that a lot of arguments that people make is like, they're too slow. Even if you draw them in your first one, then blah, 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 blah. But if you're like building a deck that's not super fast, why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. have this in here,
0: right? And there's a bunch of other ones that you have. This is e- yeah, and I was just and I was just gonna read off those real quick so you guys kind of have an idea. Like we have Mackindie Stampede in here. Yep. Sorcery creatures get plus two plus two. Jawari Disruption. Uh, it's an instant counter spell unless they pay one. Emirius Call makes uh, two four four white angels and the non angels uh, get indestructible till end of turn. Is that all of them? They there's wait, there's yeah, those four. Shoot the count. You got the counter spell right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah continue on cut. So
1: that so again I think that if you're trying not to run the super streamlined deck that you have to win every single turn on turn 5, things like undo inversion are going to save you more times than not, right? Like I have I've have been saved by the Malkier Rebirth version of this which is in black many times. So for me when you say you have 31 lands, in reality you have your 35. All salt inclusions especially this one which is a late game reset
0: yeah uh i mean it does suck because it's gonna get rid of my tokens sure. as well but i i really look at this particular card as um I'm, I'm only gonna have the mana incredibly late game anyways right um and if i just so happen to have it I'm only casting it when it's well, crap, I really can't do anything. Let's go. And the fact that it says non-land permanence, it's going to get rid of all those Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. going to take care of a lot of stuff that normal board wipes don't. So, 8 mana is extremely overcosted, but the fact that any time turn eight or earlier i could just play it for a tapped land it's like not the end right and 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 there's never going to be a point that like if i don't hit land on curve it completely throws off the entire deck i'm just (laughs) like oh i'm an azorius i guess i play some other cheap piece of crap card
1: (laughs) totally so yes i'm here with you and
0: i i think it's a great inclusion all right, well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now we're going to head over to the yeast and how the deck wins. It's a bit of a stretch. We got ten options. Uh, first one, it, it's the very first one on the list. It, it's a banger. It's her will. Yeah, yeah, my it girl. is. Get the shaker, Let's go baby. Uh, 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 hold on. Let's get the dice that is now the shaker. Oh, no. Here we go.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, there they are Thank you.
0: Three, two, one. Acroma's, Acroma's will. will. Three colorless, white, instant, mythic rare? Or is that just a That's rare? That's just a rare. It's coming in for
1: five though. Choose one. If you control a commander, you can... Ca- if you control a commander as you cast a spell, you may choose both. Creatures you control gain flying, vigilance, double strike until end of turn. Creatures you control gain lifelink, indestructible, and protection from all colors until end of turn. Woof. I uh, I will say this: a great card in a subpar deck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we we already knew we were on that train when uh, you saw that I had a consecrated sphinx <gasps> in the deck that's worth forty dollars. Yes. Um, ten percent of the deck. So yeah. Uh, doesn't need a whole lot said about it. Now, granted, we are still at the challenge of you're dealing with. At this point, two two or two fives or three nines—they're not big, they're not beefy. But the double strike can help. I mean, you might that turn be able to turn what would have been just twelve damage into twenty-four, yep. and that's a pretty big game changer. And the life link is—you're going to be getting drips and drabs all day long. I'll 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 do a forty-eight life swing with you, even though you may still be perfectly fine. It, it, it's kind of like. Let's look at it this way. There's someone who doesn't have a lot in life. They're living on the streets. They're they're not in the best situation. A happy meal to them that maybe haven't been able to eat in X amount of time they're going to have a different reaction than maybe if you just left the Cheesecake Factory stuffing your face. Yes, exactly. That's kind of what a chroma's Will is. For me in this deck, I am the homeless person, and (laughs) this is a happy meal, and I'm so thankful for it. But to everyone else, it's like, oh, all right. I mean, it's it's a fine card. But, you know, Crater Hoof's better, and all these other cards are better. Yeah, I agree. And I I think, like, the modality of it, doing instant speed,
1: if you have, like, if you played your Intangible Virtue, and you have all these blockers, being able to cast this before damage or before blockers and being able to block everything and live out through it also is huge right oh, yeah so like that's why i see like i don't know about the collective but i think when i think of a yeast card i think that this is a game winner right but also yeast cards can also be i'm not out of this game i'm still alive and i think that's why acromas will with the two commanders that you've chosen Fits right in that spot, right? It could, it could win you the game. It could prevent you from losing the game. It could radically shift it with one card. And to me, that's a yeast card if I've ever seen it.
0: Oh, and we did, I didn't even highlight it. This is another one of those lieutenant-type cards to where it's even yes. better in a partner deck. Exactly. Totally agree. All right, all right Tuck, what's your second card? Mm.
1: Speaking of another card that's valuable in partners deck this is a new one that i think should probably get played more in partners but commander's insignia to me has a huge upside so two colorless white white we haven't done a lot of accents so unfortunately we have to do another one here creatures you control get plus one plus one for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game please give me pikachu please give me pikachu please give me pikachu please give me pikachu (laughs) oh damn it like, at the General's triumphant return, renewed strength surged like through the soldiers'
0: ranks. Smelly cat. Um So, uh, before you go, you do realize the funniest thing about that is the Friends reunion just debuted on HBO Max today. You can stream... We'll go watch it no
1: i i just matched with this girl online who of her first thing said i think the friends and and the offices are overrated and i was like you and i are gonna get along like i heard one of those round pegs in a round hole so anyways um this card i think is underplayed because a lot of people think a lot of people who build like the partner commanders especially before this new commander legends they built them as like sort of combo decks or where the partners sure. were only like a means to an end but if you're actually playing partners to like this deck where they actually matter, like more than a lot of other cards in the decks, this matters, right? So you have this out, you cast it in your hand or one time for three. Everything you're having immediately goes to a what?
0: 4 two five. Four-five. Three five, right? Oh, oh, you're 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 talking about with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They would basically go to a three-nine, because it's two, four. No, two, one, four, so that's two, eight, plus the one, one, three, nine.
1: Right, so, but even if you haven't cast Sakashima, the first one is, like, what, it goes from, it goes from a one, four, to a two, eight, so three, two, five. Two, five. Oh, because of the plus one, right? It, it does double, it does double, four, yes. If you
0: don't do Sakashima, right. yeah. So,
1: for me, again, like, I think this is a card that people try to dunk on, but in reality, this is a card that actually has a lot
0: of value, especially a deck that cares about small creatures. And I will say this, though. This will be a card that will draw removal. Like this card is a new thing powerful especially yeah especially in this kind of crappy deck because this is a card that you probably are going to cast that mid to late game mm. you've probably had to cast Prava once Sakashima twice and if they see like oh okay, and this is a card that you don't even put a counter on it because it doesn't yeah, have right. counters so it's just you kind of do that mental check and you have your dice over there so you play it you read the card and you just kind of move on and then it's like okay I swing okay how much should I take and then you add on plus three to all of it and it's like well what do you mean your guys only give it plus two and it's like no this also happens three times plus three and they're like holy (laughs) shit, that's like six creatures i just took an additional 18 damage i'm dead now exactly so this is a card that you may be able to sneak it by once but tucky even talked about it one of the commanders only costs three and so he's going to be cheaper. The other one's only four. And this doesn't even need to see them on the battlefield. Right. It's yep. just cast. It, it might get to the point, and if this is another cool thing about this mechanic I just thought of. Your commanders don't even need to be on the battlefield. Right. Yeah. So you might have cast your commanders to the point that you cannot afford it anymore. <laughs> it's turn 20 of a three and a half hour game. I'm drunk and passed out on the floor. You top deck this, plant it, my creatures get plus 20, plus 20. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. It's, no, it's, so, it's bananas.
1: It's insanely good for an $11 card when partner commanders are about to run rampant.
0: So, great inclusion. Love to see it. Alright, well, my second one. It's kind of a staple in token decks, considering its price is also at like 10 bucks. I che- This is it's a, a monument. This, this is the one I
1: cheese because of your accent work, so... Oh, you dick.
0: <laughs> uh, then I'm going to go with Eldrazi Monument. But, yes, uh, me too. Curry. That's what I'm saying. I cheesed it because oh. I saw it. <laughs> I thought you meant you cheesed it like you saw that it was the one accent, and so you decided not to do it. No, I, I, well, actually,
1: to be fair, I chose it before. I chose it, then went to the accent list. Um, oh, but okay. the good news is it's five colorless for an artifact that's a mythic. Around ten dollars, creatures you control get plus one plus one, have flying and indestructible. So at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature.
0: If you can't sacrifice Aldrazi Monument, please hold because Patron ha- Lavender uh picked out the voice for this. Uh, I Cosma Cleric as a southern bell. Gods don't die. They merely slumber. That's good. That was that's that's like ace work. That's like top tier work. So uh, once again, I think this is a card. If you understand what tokens do, you don't need explanations. Yeah. Plus one, plus one and half flying and indestructible. Usually the big negative behind this is the beginning of your upkeep, sack a creature. So usually it's like decks that care about sacrifice. Like uh, someone that used to play in our play group had a Marin deck. They would run Eldrazi Monument cause they could use it as a sack Every turn right. after upkeep. Um, I actually think it's fine in this deck because Prava can create tokens for four mana, and I have lots of token generators where it's spend X money, or money, (laughs) mana, which I guess that is kind of like magical currency, uh, or remove this many counters, create (sighs) a token. So I can always make a token, and I think the effect of the plus one, plus one, flying indestructible is powerful enough even if I had to pay four mana every rotation to have it, I think I would do that. Yeah,
1: I agree. And I think that like like we talked about when we talked about Cackling Counterpart, your deck is kind of in that weird middle ground where it's like you don't have any big creatures to copy. You have a bunch of small things to the ground. So I, I think you're always going to have something to sacrifice, right? Like. Even, yep. if, even if it's your commander, and you're like, okay, fair enough, I pay five for it next turn. I pay like if your board state is such that like the only creature you want to sacrifice is one of your commanders because you want them to come back on the battlefield, like Sakashima, or another commander's insignia trigger. Exactly, right?
0: Like that's why uh,
1: uh, Monument's really good. It's really good. Really
0: good. <laughs> All right. Well, I believe I'm the only one. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, So the last card I'm going to be talking to is, I think, a mono white staple in um, token decks. Can I I guess? Mirror. Oh, oh, never mind. Entity. Nice. Yes. Two colorless white, creature shapeshifter rare, coming in, let's just say two bucks. It's a changeling, so it is every creature type because that's super relevant in this deck. (laughs) I'm kidding, it's not. Uh, You can pay X mana, no tapping, just X. Uh, until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness of XX and gain all creature types. And so, you know how I was kind of complaining whoa, 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 this whole episode whoa, excuse about me, one real ones? quick. Hold on.
1: There's some flavor text to be read here. And we did get another lucky one of Ashiak, the choir
0: boy. Oh, I just have to sing? Yeah. High pitch, though, like uh, Castrato. Oh. Okay. Can, can I just sound like I'm being molested? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Unaware
1: of Lorwyn's The Vasant
0: it sees Only itself reflected A thousand times over
1: Times (laughs) over
0: I said that. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. Cut out. That was incredible. That was really good. That was, that was no, kind listen, of incredible. It sounded, it sounded terrible. It actually reminded me of why I chose band over choir. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. it, it, this card is amazing because it, it, it is an issue that, you know, especially late game when resources are not as plentiful. Um, it's hard to win games with 1-1s. Yeah. With yeah. no Infect Trickery or Trample Trickery or anything <laughs> like that. Beastmaster Ascension, something. Oh. So Wait, I'm sorry, Any, anything, kind of like anything
1: green is what you're trying to get
0: at. Uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, hell, I'd even take red. G- give me some Double Strike. Uh, so that's why Mirror Entity is so key to this deck for the late game. I don't have a way to tutor it, so it is just going to be yeah. by luck or by... Tuck? I don't have a thing. Yeah, I was going to say cuck, but it's like, no, I'm not. No, it's tuck, by the look at my tuck. Their wife. Oh, tuck. I think you said cuck. Oh, man, I got real dark. <laughs> uh, so, mirror entity, it, it just does a lot. Uh, and, and I think even if I have that Eldrazi monument and I have to pay four to get a token to kill, because I maybe have some other two twos or three threes that are worth keeping, it's worth it to pay the four mana. And then let's pay a bunch into these guys yep. to keep my commander around because it's it's their base power and toughness. So they still get the pluses yep. from everything else. It's just going to make it bigger. And with the Eldrazi Monument, let's keep all those guys out there let's go flying indestructible and now potentially seven sevens or eight eights it's about the only way i have planted on board i can possibly win this turn because mirror entity doesn't even need to swing that would yeah, be no. its one drawback is when mirror entity attacks you may pay x everything gets xx uh so what do you think of mirror entity I, am i just no not, about at, no, not a at all mediocre I, card?
1: I was waiting for you to finish and i think the big like so this is why this is so good and like this is how i fell into this so many times ago it's like what. Well, well, okay. I'm going to combat. I'm going to pay eight into mirror entity. So now I have nine eight eight, or I have nine eight eights, or whatever it boils down to. Swinging yep. in, they're like, okay, cool. I'll just block them with tricks right? I think this is a. Gr- I think like in reality, we've talked a lot about these like like slimy ish cards where it's like this. This is a card that might as well just read, "Hey, I have four untapped mana. How do you want to block?" right the fact that you can do an instant mm-hmm. speed before damage before anything else some people might just be like well okay i'll, I'll let two in i guess because they didn't read sure. your board right and you're like well sucks for you you just lost 18 um you're dead. yeah right exactly and if if mere entity said something to the tune of like activate this ability only before the combat step or something i think it would be like a month or before the blockers blockers right or I, like I think that. the real power in it and this is something like i said i learned playing this card in Chicago drink. Oh, is that you have all the power, right? And if you block and you realize that like, oh, i just need to bump them up for two. And then I have my back over mana for whatever else I want just so that they live. Perfect. If I need to bump them all up, just to kill this one person, that's why it's so good, right? It's that X and that colon. Love it.
0: Awesome. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up the East section. Now on to the spice. Let's see if Tuck took the bait. Oh, absolutely not. Ah, oh, you dick. I'm not sure if I took the right one, but I
1: took this because I think it's interesting. All right. It's 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 a bit of an ominous pick, some would say. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we Are matched. you serious? Are you joking?
0: Three. <laughs> Two, one, ominous, ominous seize. Seize. Oh my God! Are you kidding? I, I didn't. I didn't do it. Because I, I think this card is sneaky good. I agree, and I think
1: I think this is one of the few cards that your other pet card, Altered the Brood, go yourself um is actually good in. so that's why i was like i can't possibly even talk about that so ominous seas is a coalesce and, and a blue from the enchantment whenever you draw a card put a foreshadow counter on ominous remove eight foreshadow counters from it create an eight eight blue kraken creature token cycle two so so
0: do you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh let me just because i think you'll have more thoughts on it because i've actually never played this card or seen this card really um to me, for two mana, for someone to waste a removal spell, I'm good with that. Two mana, it replaces itself. I'm good with that. Yep. And uh, most likely, it's just going to sit there. And typically, cards like this read, uh, remove eight foreshadow counters and sacrifice ominous um, seas, create the 8-8. Eight eight. The fact that it stays... I'll just kind of leave it here, and I probably will make at least two eight-eight blue kraken creature tokens. Yeah. I'm fine with that for two mana. Even if I don't make any, if I make you waste a even austere command on it, it's like okay, right. well, I paid two mana, I gained gained a card, and you wasted probably your best board wipe. Okay, I'm fine with that. So that's my thought. I completely agree, and I think like in the best version of this deck, where you have things that are running in the
1: white and blue that are like. Ristic studies or whatever bullshit that you have Where you're drawing a bunch of cards with your blues That's when this really takes off But beyond that It doesn't like If they Okay so If you look at this like this right So let's say that there was a card that said Two colorless Suspend four After it comes off suspend You get an 8-8 token Hypothetically right Like that card doesn't exist Yep I think that card is really good in this deck, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that you're thinking the fact that you're taking away the suspend of that and you're having some semblance of dictation to every turn you're drawing a card, every turn you're drawing a card, every turn you're drawing a card, right? And people are gonna like like you said, people are gonna be like, oh, this is a problem. This is rich to study, this is, you know, um I'm trying to think of another good example. Uh this isn't like a Jace planeswalker right which you have in the deck which i like sure it's just sitting there right Um,
0: some would almost say ominously just sitting there (laughs) but so the other thing i like the other thing i like about this card is you know tuck I think when we're talking about the ominous laying undercover, I do have Consecrated Sphinx in the deck, and if you you aren't familiar for the two people out there, (laughs) whenever an opponent draws a card, I get to draw two. Think about it this way. Once a rotation, basically I'm making an Exactly, right. Once a turn cycle and even though the ominous seas is the thing that's doing that people are immediately are going to say oh we have to kill consecrate things yes how do we kill that gotta kill that gotta kill that and i'm gonna be like oh no don't kill it but then by the time they kill it it's like haha i already made two eight eights and got six power and and i'm just gonna keep doing it because i have other card draw stuff
1: and like you said mr combo worst case scenario you're paying two to draw a card late game Fine. Right? Like yeah. a lot of people pay a lot more to do a lot less. So yes, that's why I put this in here. This is also a card I really like. Um and I like the cycle mechanic. It just never
0: worked in any of those decks I have. So I'm excited to see when that uh, that it does. All right. Well that's gonna wrap up the spice package. Now we're gonna head over to the bottle capping, and as a reminder, there's gonna be big tucks and ice cuts and ads that are under five dollars, under fifty bucks, and a no budget recommendation. Just can't be mana-only lands. So, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you right there, Mr. Combo.
1: Now, normally, when we're cutting decks here and there and we're making these things, we just use our genius brains of the variety of magic cards that have been printed. And, oh, of course, of course, right? Never like, we that. don't need any sort of outside console, we don't need any sort of outside thing. And every once in a while, um, and including two actually, all my cuts, I had to do this out of my own brain the old-fashioned way <laughs> <laughs> yes the old-fashioned way because for those playing the home game mr combo has destroyed the internet because there are and i quote literally zero on decks of this partner combination on the internet and i'd go as far to say i couldn't even not
0: not true not true not true sir there's there is it just basically what happens is that there's so few that they don't have a page for it because there's not enough data. Yes, that's so a, I yes. actually, fi- Yeah, so I figured it out. If you guys go to Prava on EDH Rec, go to the left side, uh, it says navigation. It says partners. You hit see more. And it pulls up all their partner data. Right, Which, which side is not even in the top options. Yep. So you go down to the bottom to the not enough deck data section, and you keep scrolling, and eventually you come across uh, Sakashima the Imposter. So wait, she disappeared. She was there earlier today. No, but
1: I'm saying this like is if there? you do, if you do, the, if you go down into the not enough ton de- of deck
0: data, it gives you zero recommendations or zero anything. Oh no, no, no. There it is. Okay, uh, I didn't see her on the left. Yeah, she has three decks made with herself yes. and uh, Prava. So uh, I did it. Uh, I did better than the weatherlight report. Didn't know that. So was I also had to do, th- I also had to do this.
1: Like normally I have to go to EDH rec just to like
0: see one or two, but this one I had to do absolute cold. And I think I got some bangers. All right. Well, I'll be interested after I go because if you guys didn't know that's a new magic card that just came out uh all right so the first one i'm gonna do is i'm actually gonna cut kanji skywarden it's cute because it works great with dovescape but that's actually the only card it actually i was very i I didn't want to cut it because i was i thought i I thought it seemed dumb but i was like very confused when i I first saw this in (laughs) here Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, So Kanji Skywarden is three colorless Azorius. It's white and blue for a legendary creature bird wizard. Uncommon from Commander Legends. It's a 3-3 with flying vigilance. Whenever it attacks, attacking creatures with flying get plus 2, plus 0. And then whenever it blocks, blocking creatures with flying get plus 0, plus 2 until end of turn and the only way to really make that stuff work in this deck is with the uh dovescape because i yeah. have birds or the eldrazi monument because it makes everything flying and i guess one time it works with a chroma's will but it's just there's not yeah. enough there to make it i don't disagree at all so
1: i just I, <laughs> so, I saw this and i was like i'm either too dumb or i've been drinking too much to so understand how this goes
0: <laughs> So the card I want to cut it for, it is going to increase my CMC by one total pip, but I'm dropping a blue, so it's going to make it easier to cast. And I think I'm going to be doing this a lot. Mirror, Sigil, Sergeant. Oh, yes. I've oh, never heard this card before. Five colorless white, creature, rhino, soldier, mythic. It's a four, four. That has Trample, which is actually big for yes. this deck. Having a 4-4 with Trample, that helps a lot. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a blue permanent, you may put a token into play that's a copy of Mirror, Sigil, Sergeant. I'm always going to have a blue permanent of some kind. Token, enchantment, something. So this card, you know, it's, it's good because it's going to give Sakashima at least an additional target. You know, you got yeah. Prava, you got Consecrated Sphinx, you got God Eternal Ketra and like Elish Norn, which, you know, the, I mean, two Elish Norns would be pretty gross. But having a, having another Mirror Sigil Sergeant, because then each one's going to trigger a exactly. upkeep on the single blue permanent. So now one is two with Sakashima. Well, now I'm at four. Now I'm at eight. And it, it kind of becomes that... Uh, exponential zombie emblem that the Liliana makes. Right, right. Uh, But with four, four tramplers. So, really like this card. It's only coming in at about $2.30. So, for me, because I'm a madman, whenever something makes a token of itself, I always buy additional legitimate <laughs> copies to have in my token binder. So, it'll only cost me like $50. Yeah, I was going to say that. But that's how, that's how you uh, start the gold mine with uh, Blood forged battle Axes, right? <laughs> Woof, yeah, I'm so glad. Well, I'm not glad but i did buy like 10 copies of those one to use legitimately nine to use as tokens and i found out that's like a 15 dollar yeah. card um i
1: can th- i can tell you from my azorius uh token deck that we talked about on episode insert here like i was probably dead at the time this card is um, absurd like if you can if this card makes the rotation it's like very close over your opponent so yeah i love it right tuck what
0: is your first cut what's your first
1: so i am gonna cut a card that i think reads really well um but i've never gotten to feel good about so i'm gonna actually cut white sun zenith so x and three white listen hear me out x and three white for a instant create x22 cat creature tokens uh, or if you will little baby cats he was over there oh good news stout is now sleeping on top of my bed as opposed to underneath it so i can actually bother him at go. all hours of the day create x two white cat creature tokens and then shuffle it back in your deck so the problem i have with this card is it's never worked for me and it kind of doesn't really do anything right like dies to a board wipe it's it's fine right but there's a but it's reusable wow like so if you top deck it again in the next pile of it's 70 cards that you have in your deck it's an instant agreed but does it help you at all i need tokens i know but there's a card that you and i have talked about at length that is a, a in my opinion for 19 cents, much bigger improvement. So, Marshall Ku. come on, come on, Mr. Combo. This is your, Uh-oh. yeah, this is the one. X colorless and 2-2 two, two for sorcery, create X-1-1 soldier creature tokens. Oh, if X is five or more, destroy all other creatures. What are you talking about? This one's a winner.
0: It's good and it should be in the deck. I don't know, it's not, I don't, it's not replacing a White Sun Zenith good.
1: I think it is because like at your worst case scenario, so,
0: if you cast White Sun Zenith for five plus two, so that's seven CMC. This, this only nets you one more. It only nets you one more. Because I agree, but also pips, it's two white pips.
1: Right, but I'm saying like it, for the same ish amount of mana plus or minus one, you get a board wipe and get a whole another bunch of tokens that after the board wipe you can recast your cheap costing commander to swing into the red zone with.
0: One ones versus two twos literally double the power with the kitty cats fair enough but i don't know i i I think the collective is going to agree with me on this one no
1: you're insane. you're someone who has recommended this into two decks that i had (laughs) you're crazy because
0: it's good but if now if you were going to tell me big uh big mr combo uh that's what she said uh put this in instead of phyrexian rebirth then i think maybe there's a conversation because now instead of just getting one big nine nine or ten ten i'm getting you know nine or ten one ones that all get plus one plus four maybe that's a conversation uh, maybe. i don't know but like Friction rebirth you get a total board wipe for five. i think you need them both if you're playing a combo deck you need your martial coup and your Friction in all right that's fair anyway all right well, my under $50, I'm cutting one of the few Planeswalkers I have in the deck. Wait. Uh, goodbye, Basri Ket. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also cutting a Planeswalker. <laughs> uh, so Basri Ket is a colorless white white. It is a Planeswalker brand new from M21, and I feel so bad cutting him because I haven't even seen him. It's just the more I look at the card, the more it doesn't do what you need. Um, it's a mythic. And it says, uh, plus one, put a plus one, plus one, counter on up to one target creature. It gains indestructible till end of turn. Fine, but my tokens are getting big yeah, like so, anyway, yeah. so I don't really need that. Uh, now, if it said until your next turn, different story. Minus two, whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn, create that many one one white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. Again, this is a token deck. <laughs> I do have creatures in the deck to the tune of 18, But I think at most, it's like, am I attacking with either of my commanders to risk losing the plus one, plus four buff? Probably not. So it's maybe making me for a minus two, one or two creatures. Still not worth it. And then the last one actually is why I put the card in the deck. I just don't think I'm ever going to get there. At the beginning of, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your combat on your turn, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token, then put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and it all comes in at three loyalty. So, basically, it comes in with three, you go to four, five, six, it's four turn clock to get that emblem, uh, and I don't think you'll ever have a chance at getting it. So, that's why I'm cutting yeah. it. Tuck, do you have any thoughts before it, I talk about what I'm no, it? No, it. it all tracks. Um, I think this card...
1: I think it sounds a lot better than it is, but I think this card does have a home in something like my Odric deck, right? That's like a mono white, like I'm casting creatures, non-token creatures. Yeah, um, and it's like keyword soup type stuff. Ex- exactly, so yes, that, it tracks that
0: you're gonna cut this one. Good card, wrong deck for it. Yeah, and I think the card I'm gonna add to it, it adds in Tuck's favorite mechanic, <gasps> and I wanted to get something in here that makes a token every. Wait, hold turns, on, no hold on, hold what. on. Are you doing... Are you taking
1: me to court right now i am i'm not either but this is a great card i'm really excited
0: oh (laughs) so i'm putting in court of grace uh two colorless white white enchantment it's a rare from commander legends uh coming in at actually almost five dollars which is pretty crazy yeah it's showing 418 to 590 depending on the copy at the beginning of your, oh, well, when it enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch, and, and basically, guys, if you're not familiar with the Monarch mechanic, at the beginning, or at your instep, you get to draw a card if you're the Monarch, and then if anyone attacks you, uh, they take- Deals more. damage. So, deals damage, yes. Uh, but here's why I think this card would be great for this deck. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. I just get that no matter what. Flying would be nice. Maybe that even makes kanji relevant to keeping the prey a stretch. But, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know about all happened. that. Uh, but if I'm the monarch, I'm making a four four white angel creature token with flying instead. Uh, also, this is- we have we have slouch because we
1: have read two cards right now with flavor text and we didn't do the bit. So, well, we don't do
0: flavor text during the bottle. Cafe. Oh, no, we still do. It just doesn't matter for new ads. Oh, yeah, I totally... Did. Look at that. I don't even know what I do on my own cast. Well, we're just no, moving we on anyways. Uh, what, 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 what do you think uh, our old pal Pikachu... Okay, okay, we're moving on. Uh, so I think this is great because I'm going to get a token no matter what. Yeah. It's just whether it's a 1-1 one, one flyer or a 4-4 flyer. And... I think there is a way to play this deck, unfortunately, like other Azorius decks where you just sit tight, establish your board, make sure other people don't mess with your board until it's big enough. So I guess you could like pseudo figure out a way to keep the Monarch no matter yeah. what. So they're, they're four fours instead. Maybe do that for four, five, six turns. That sounds very boring to me. So I probably <laughs> won't do that. And I'll try to do the whole thing of, you know, hey, you know, I got that Curse of Veracity out there. So we could all kind of draw cards. You know, go ahead and hit me for one yeah, you can come, on, come on down that's come flying. on down yeah I'll, I'll take a one one and you can, you can draw a card and i won't even swing it back to take it from you uh i, I wouldn't even go that far because then it's just it's shifting around the ires away from me and i would actually i'm fine with one ones with flying because that's better than one ones on the ground yeah. in this deck because really every one one is a two five exactly and especially when you're running stuff like intangible virtue and
1: whatnot like no there's no way that you're not getting value out of this card the second you cast it, right? Like if this card this card yep. makes one one cycle round,
0: you're getting your value out of it. Completely agree. All right, Tuck. What are you doing for your under 50 cut now? Well, it's
1: pretty easy. Um I'm cutting your binder bullshit from a Johnny Wise Counselor question mark. What? I there's just a better Johnny. Three colors of white white for uh legendary planeswalker Johnny. It's a and I'll quote here, mythic for also $10. Because of the five loyalty, it's got a plus two, you get a plus one life for each creature control, minus one, the Creatures you control get plus two, plus two until in turn. Minus nine, put X one one counters on target creature, where X is your life total. Plus two, gain life all day long. Or minus one, creatures get plus two, plus two, that's great. Well, what if I told you? that the same lion boy could give you a -2 that matters in this deck. We're talking about a Johnny Strength of the Pride. Two colorless and white white for loyalty five plus one. Like he said, gain life equal to the number of creatures you control plus the number of planeswalkers you control. There's your life gain. -2. Create a 2/2 two, two cat white cat baby cat soldier creature token named a Johnny's primate with Whenever you gain life, put a 1-1 counter on Giant's primate. Zero. If you have at least 15 more life than your starting total, exile him and each artifact and creature your opponent's control. So here's the, the way I read this, right? You're already gaining life with a plus okay. one. It don't, it don't, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> it, it don't matter. Minus two, you're getting a token that could potentially be a beat or if you can give evasion or something like that, right? Like a 2-2 with lifelink. Or I'm sorry, a two-two with whenever you gain life and one-one counter on it, not bad for a planeswalker. And then if you ever get to the life link, like sub theme that might exist in this deck, that zero is pretty good. So for me, I feel like this for one mana less, this Johnny planeswalker has a lot more value to you than as and as you're well aware of, life gain is relative in most decks because you can just get slammed in the face by Prosh, and this will at least give you a token. Okay,
0: that's not bad. Um, I don't don't playing
1: the home game. Whenever Mr. Combo says one of my cuts is not bad. That means it's actually good.
0: (laughs) So so here's the thing. Oh, here we are. Uh, It does do the it does do the life gain, which is which is awesome. Um, Technically, it does it worse than the counselor. Or I guess it's the same. Well, I mean, except it also counts your planes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay, but it is a plus one instead of a plus two, haha. <laughs> so, um, and then instead of a minus one, you got a minus two. And here's where I will disagree. I think just making a two two whack white whack, whack uh quita whack quita token. Would you say it's uh, a whack? Whatever, like a wet ass ooh
1: cat token whack.
0: Oh, there we go. Uh, I was going for a wet ass pomeranian, but uh, we'll take that as well. And so getting that 2-2 token that gets a plus one counter sure. with life gain, I think we're all too uh, maybe traumatized by a Magic Arena or someone, Sir Nathan, that has a life gain decks or Nathan, <laughs> where Ajani's Pride Mate gets humongous and it just claps first. Right, right. Sure. I think I would rather have the plus two for the go wide than that single token, um, and you know, like I mentioned before, and it, it, actually, it's kind of nice because I could actually go gain life minus two one turn, minus two the next turn, gain life. And I'm always staying in that neutral. This one, you're going to have to plus, plus, minus, plus, plus, minus. Um, so I get to be a little bit more aggressive with the other one. I will say, though, the zero is very interesting because the That's zero is something to where I don't have it in here, but I could run cards like Eerie Interlude. To at least save my non-token stuff out, while that's on the stack, everything gets exiled, and then boom, it comes back. And that's what? Oh, I guess it is opponent's control. Okay, but so, I'm saying I mean, like, the, I will, okay, so ultimates way better than the. Thank other one. you. Absolutely, way better. But I think the first two are not nearly as good. So just I, my thought. Uh, like, I, but I hear you on that. Yes, and I have one more. My last cut.
1: I'm so much more excited about. It doesn't even matter that we have, okay. to have disagreements. Let's keep going.
0: It doesn't it, matter. All right. So don't matter. <laughs> uh, no budget. I'm actually cutting a card that I really like, and I love it. In my is it all permanence deck? But the more I looked at it, I just think I need to get rid of it. So myriad construct. I'm just going to go ahead and cut it. Uh, four colorless artifact creature construct. It's a rare from Zendikar Rising for oh, sure. yeah. kicker three. So you could pay additional three colorless. So for a total of seven mana to get its kicked ability. If it was kicked, it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each non-basic land your opponents control. So you see that, and it's like holy crap, that thing's going to get humongous. And then it says, whenever it becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice it and create a number of one, one colorless construct artifact creature tokens equal to its power, which also seems incredibly powerful. And that's why I run it in my brutoclad deck because Brutaclad, I actually have ways of making extra copies of Myriad Construct right. with and then adding counters. Yep. So it really makes someone want to have to remove it. I don't really have a way to shift counters or copy counters or do any of that in this deck. So I don't I think people are like, "Oh, it's a 10/10, that sucks, but it doesn't have trample, just block yeah. it." Because he doesn't need 10 1/1s. One, so that's my thought on it. Tuck, yeah, I, any, I, I agree. Games? And I think like I think you have
1: a um, with your token producers, I I'll, I'll get into this into my last cut. I think you have like this Bizarro, you have like two you're like tokens and then two sub themes underneath it right like one is artifacts one is instance and sorceries that i feel like you haven't like committed either way which we will get to so for me i agree like if this dies you have no way to recur it as we as we may mention great card definitely good broodaclad it's it's like we've talked about this a lot where or at least i've said it a lot tonight it's like great card wrong deck right yeah
0: yeah and, and, and that's something that I honestly I did see as I was putting it online is for a token deck this is probably good this just isn't the right yes token a, a whole a whole agree but uh, for a cool just short of $50 now uh, what I can <sighs> add in the white token staple of anointed process it's less,
1: it's $50 dollars
0: 46 69 is the promo 41 31 the OG Jesus copy. Christ so three colorless white enchantment. It's a rare from Amonkhet. Um and honestly, Unreal. I think people would say that's a trash set or mediocre set at best. Yeah, but it's aged very well. <laughs> um, it's like it's like
1: if, if it affects- it's like if you like open the wine and you're like, Ugh, I don't I don't like it's okay I don't like it,
0: but then like you open that same bottle of wine three years later you're like, ooh. Do you have any more oh no Uh, i was more thinking like when you try to eat something sober and you're like this is disgusting (laughs) and then you go back when you're drunk and you're like this is delicious nice that's a a much better analogy (laughs) so it states if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control you double the many uh, tokens instead this is a targeted removal for sure people are going to want to get rid of this but i need ways to uh, you know tuck talked about i didn't have enough token producers i think making 27 individual tokens is a lot <laughs> but it does make it to now instead of Prava being four mana to make a one one that maybe saves my eldrazi monument now it's four mana to make two one ones yeah. that's not nearly as bad as a return it's kind of like when you guys hear me say i'll never pay four mana to draw a card or two cards but four mana for three or four cards Okay, now we're getting more to a one-to-one ratio, and this just helps you get closer to that with your tokens. Uh, Yes, it would be even better if I had Smothering Tithe in the deck, didn't have an extra copy, not going to spend the money on Smothering (laughs) Tithe for this deck because it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. But uh, I do think Anointed Procession could be a card that I would pick up for this deck because if it doesn't work here, I have other decks I can for sure put it in, and I could argue that with Tithe. It's just I think Tithe will see reprints... To come in the years. Do you, not ha- so. do you not
1: have an anointed procession? You don't have a copy of it?
0: Uh, I'm sure I. Do. In gear Ed or. Uh, uh, in gear yeah, Ed yeah. I have one there. We yes, go. I agree. Yeah. I think th- I was trying to think of white decks that made <laughs> tokens. I think that's the only one I got. I
1: think the, the problem, like I agree. It's great. It's a great choice. The problem is like as soon as you start putting it in a card like this, this deck warps itself. Right? Where you're like, oh, now I actually care about this. Um, And, and, you know, that's up to you for your decisions of how you want to play this. Great card. I can't believe it's $45. I couldn't believe it It was $20 back when I saw it.
0: So why not? Let's go to the moon. All right, Tuck. We'll finish off this episode. What's your last cut and what's your last ad? Apparently the one you're excited. I'm super. I'm
1: We got to we get to do it again, guys. It, is, is it? Hot? It's hot. All right, I'm gonna cut Golden Foundry. So three colors. Oh, you only on. have eleven artifacts in the entire deck. You can get three golems out of it. It's terrible. So gold. I have sixteen artifacts in the entire. Okay, deck. fair enough. So then you get four golems out of it at, at best. So gold. <laughs> i appreciate those thumbs Golem foundry is three colorless it's a spice which i hate to cut three colors for an artifact whenever you cast an artifact spell you they put a charge counter on Golem factory remove three charge counters from golem factory put a three three colorless golem artifact creature token onto the battlefield like i said you you could at max at best you can have four golems maybe right but you missed out on the easiest slam dunk Planeswalker, that is not only my girlfriend, but also the best one in this deck. Are you crazy, Elspeth Sun Champion? Are you? Ch- that was it was insane to me. That was get anywhere. off your high Four colorless and two white, legendary Planeswalker, Elspeth, aka Big Tuck's Girlfriend. Plus one, create three, one one white soldier creature tokens who uh will do big tux laundry minus three destroy all creatures with power four or greater whose names are mr combo minus seven you get an emblem with creatures you control get plus two plus get flying It just comes in with four loyalty twelve dollars This is the, this, if you're running a, if you're running a token deck in white, it's so easy to pull this one in there, man. She comes into play, she can win the game for you, she's won it for you, she's won it for me, she's a beautiful lady, she doesn't have red hair, now that's fair, that's to be fair, and she doesn't have the kind of like, smoldering intensity that Marquesa does, you know what I mean? Chandra, get out of here! I don't care. Liliana, also get out of here. Listen, I'm not some guy that goes and li- that goes to Neo in Chicago and that gets like beat up in a bathroom. Long story. I'm just saying. Also, some champion, slam dunk in this deck it does everything it wants.
0: So here's the thing, though, You're... it poses a big risk. What risk? The deck's too good. The minus three could board wipe me because uh, i can only do that at sorcery speed prava automatically gives that plus one buff on my turn which it the goal of the deck is that prava and sakashima out there so that's made all of my one ones into three threes and that's assuming that i just have one one tokens i could have two twos which i can make two twos i can make three three golems i can make three four gargoyles i can make xx things so you can make make your one time by the way uh elspeth sun's champion is a slam dunk in one one token decks but i think in anything to where your tokens are getting buffed consistently not like oh if you get Beastmaster ascension i'm talking like my the point of the deck is that my commander's on the battlefield i don't know if i want to risk it you're for that biscuit. you are a maniac you're telling me in the per like you you are, you are trying to, you're trying to undercut
1: me in my favorite magic card for your own magical Christmas land as bizarro, but this magical deck. Christmas land. This whole episode we've talked about having both the commanders out. So then there's still good, then you're still good because a 1-1 becomes a 3-3 and then Elsmuth clears the board you swing in for the win. But I make so many not 1-1s there's i understand what you're saying but like the gargle argument not great because you have one card that can like two wizard
0: four four zombie warrior the xx horror the xx shark the two two cat four four angel two two spirit three three golem ten ten eldrazi two one cleric uh four four elemental uh eight eight kraken two two cat bees two two drake Look, next time
1: we next time I see you in person, first off, shoot me in the head. Second off, put this card in your deck and be happy about
0: it. <laughs> Uh, it will never be as good of a pet card as altar of the brood well thanks for making it until the end and as promised here's the details about the brand new giveaway from our sponsor level one game shop we're actually be doing a modern horizons 2 bundle not gonna lie i may just say i'm the winner of this because i'm addicted to modern horizons 2 to enter it's super simple just promote the content we put out join our patron community subscribe to our channel and share all the posts that we do you get an entry for all the interactions on social media uh and being a part of our patron you know you get additional entries whole slew of ways to do it we will announce the winner on mtg action 4 news july 7th and social media soon after giveaways are going to happen every month it could be a sweet little bundle like this it could be a pre-con like we did last month it just depends on what level one can hook us up with but we would love for you to subscribe to our channel, uh, especially on YouTube. Apparently having only 151 subs is a crime for the the grade E content we put out. Um, It's just right above Miralax. (laughs) Uh, But you should do that. Podcasts, leave some positive feedbacks, uh, you know, and if you'd like to reach out to us and find more ways to enter into our contest, here's how you could do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comment number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five, Big Tuck. I know it might be hard over the sound of roaring engines, but where could they get a hold of you while you reside in NASCAR uh, County? At Big Tuck, tweeting on Twitter, I have actually posted. I actually did activate my Twitter app and have been active on there, quote unquote, this week. Nice. You could reach out to our main account as well on uh, CMD Tower at Twitter as well. We also have a website where the deck lists will be posted, cmdtower.com slash bnbe93. Basically, just type in Curse of a Veracity, McKinney Stampede, Dovescape Tower.com. Uh, if you'd like to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type out CMD Tower so they know that you came from The Collective. <laughs> Please support them, guys. Sealed product, singles, board games, play mats card sleeves dice even stickers it all is helpful but hey if you'd like to actually put some dollars in our pockets so we can continue to improve our content head over to our patreon patreon.com slash cmd tower we have four different pledge levels from just a buck a month which gets you gosh into the discord (sighs) to chat with the collective it gets you entered into deck therapy which we do once a month it gets you entered in to possibly pick the voices for brews and builds each week and you get a shout out on and Builds, which is even cooler so all of that for literally a dollar a month Uh, but of course for five bucks a month you get like a token some rk post tokens uh just a whole slew of just stuff um and of course we have a referral program if you're a current patron and you refer someone to join the community we'll send you some free swag just make sure they let us know who sent them when they sign up on patreon but, you know, we understand that some people can't do a monthly commitment, but maybe you did see something on stream that was CMD Tower branded and you'd like to pick up something. Uh, head over to our store, CMDTower.com slash merch. We do sell high quality playmats and we are going to do the thing like a lot of other people do. Once the design is gone, it's gone forever. Oh. So we're actually getting down to only about 30 playmats left out of the hundred that we started with a year ago so you know they're not going to be around for much longer um and it is our classic logo and we probably will be posting in the community here on what you guys would like to see for the next playmat. but if you can't buy contribute from a financial perspective but you still want to support us just hit that subscribe share the tweets share the posts uh the more people we infect the closer we get to 10 life and we all lose And of course pink royal we appreciate the music provided and make sure you guys uh hit up at underscore tcoats on twitter he is our video editor that does all the youtube stuff and he is constantly coming up with fresh and new ideas uh we were just chatting today about one that i think would be hilarious and let's just call it space ghost coast to coast oh it's a big tuck We're at the end of the episode sakashima and prava's token family did did some of the madness make sense, or does it still seem like binder bullshit? Uh, it definitely seems like uh, BBS, if you will. Uh, but
1: Ooh. yeah, I like that. Big uh, black suckers. Yes, for the uh, for the players out there, I think it's weird. It's. I think if you put Elspeth in there, in here, this deck goes from like a oh, three up. to a seven. No, it, no like it doesn't. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that this is a deck where it's like Mr. Combo. For those who don't know him, he like he plays a lot of very streamlined decks, and then he has a handful of ones that are like. I'm just trying to have fun like with Plane Chase or Kingdom or anything like that so I think that this deck accomplishes that very well I think that it poses a weird deck building challenge on you where it's like it's very clear how you can make this into a deck that's not that way and that's kind of on you right yeah you know what I mean so but it's been been exciting to look at
0: yeah, I think the to make the deck good, I need to figure out a way to swap power and toughness in white and blue, mm-hmm. and or colorless, because I'm sure there's something out there. But if I all of a sudden I can turn it from a plus two, plus eight, with having them both out there, to plus eight, plus two, right. that completely changes the dynamic of this deck, and I think it makes it a lot better. Um, you know, maybe some more enchantment-based evasion mm-hmm. would be helpful as well. Um, you know, and maybe even some secret infect tech, if I could even do it. But, you know, I think for now it it is a deck that it's zero thinking. (laughs) It's a lot like how my Brutoclad deck started to where I really don't even care. I'm just here to do this weird meme. And I think the fact that I didn't build a deck with Sakashima and then Prava's there as well. It's really, I built the deck with <laughs> Prava and it's like Sakashima is just another Prava. Uh, sure. So it is definitely, I don't think there's many mono white Prava decks out there. And uh, if you guys ever see me at an event, this will probably be the only <laughs> Azorius Prava Sakashima deck you will ever see. So with that being said, I'm going to make a copy of myself and say, and say, and say, and say, and say, and say, and say.